As a mom, I want everything to turn out right. If I cook, I want the meal to be so good. Like I want my family to inhale the food because it means I crushed it. As a teacher, I need to communicate effectively. I need people to understand the point so they really can apply it. And when that happens, I have crushed it. As a wife, I know I've crushed it when my husband is content and there's peace. Crushing life is a great feeling and it's possible even when things aren't perfect, when there are problems, when there's disappointment. And yet as a Christian, we can, we can still crush life by not only doing a good job for him because we're doing it as unto the Lord, but we crush it when our heart is right, that is pure in the process. Our mind is stayed on him and our posture is with surrender. So join me today in the episode that talks about how we crush life. To the grown woman, pray. To the woman looking for answers, pray. To the woman who's busy, and just needs a change. Pray. Pray, woman. Stop comparing yourself. Pray. Stop grumbling. Pray. Stop giving excuses. Stop counting yourself out. Pray. Stop discounting God. It's time to pray. Welcome to the Woman Pray Podcast. Welcome back to the Woman Pray Podcast, where we talk about issues in life that will help us as believers honor God and see our prayers answered. And it's in today's episode that we're talking about what it means to crush life. And I do believe you want to hear this one. That said, let me begin by reminding you of the gathering. On Friday, November the 18th, is coming up real soon at 8 a.m., we're going to seek God together. And I'm telling you, you want to be a part of this experience. Make the sacrifice and register at womanpray.com. It's free to come, so meet me on Zoom or in person, and I know that God is going to meet all of us. All righty then. As Christians, there are times when we feel strong, when we feel like we're on top of the world, like we can run through troops and we can leap over walls. We're seeing the work of our labor fulfilled. We're having good success. We're content in life, and it's good. It's a good feeling. And then there are times when things aren't going quite the way we imagined, quite the way we hoped for or intended. There's a wrench in the works, unexpected delay, or a circumstantial change happens. Those are the times when we may have to work, work to overcome the disappointment or, or work to overcome discouragement. Those are the times when we have to persevere, endure, because we know that God loves us and that he's vested in who we are as his own. And so that's why it is so important for us to understand what it means to crush life from God's perspective. See, Jesus said that if we abide in him 
and he in us, then our joy would be full. That's what he promised. He also said that he makes us abundantly satisfied with the fullness of his house. And yet in this world, he also said that you will have trials, but to be of good cheer because I have overcome the world, which means whether things are going great or they're not going so great, God is faithful and we're in position to conquer or overcome. We are in position to crush the day regardless of what is happening around us or what is happening to us. And so crush life for Christ, crush life for him. And crushing life for Christ is what makes me think of Joseph. He is one of 12 boys, 12 sons, and the scripture paints him as a kid who may have been a little spoiled. He may have been, but I would say that he was probably more naive than spoiled, maybe more sheltered. He was sincere and he was also innocent throughout the storyline. To me, he appears to be very secure, meaning he had the love of his dad and he noticed envy from his brothers, but it didn't seem to affect him much. He's not threatened by them. So life was good for him. Favor abounded towards him and he didn't mind showcasing that. I imagine him parading around in his coat of many colors, oblivious to how others felt. Now you'll need to read the story, it's there in Genesis. But then one day, his circumstances took a turn and he found himself in a pit. Then he found himself sold to slavery. Then he found himself in the dicey situation, a woman charging him of rape. Then he's found in prison. And then he's found forgotten by those that he's helped, completely forgotten. And he's in prison, not for a day, but some would say that he's been in prison or he was in prison for at least 10 to 12 years. And so his life took the kind of turn of events that would make any one of us, anyone who's strong, would make us wonder, where is God? But hindsight being 2020, we're able to read his story and we can see that Joseph crushed every experience. And so I'm talking to us. I'm talking to us about how easy it is to question God rather than conquer the situation. I'm talking about how Joseph interprets the events of his life at the conclusion of the matter, crushing what it looks like to trust God. In other words, the storyline says that when Joseph is finally living out the dream, he's in charge just as he dreamed when he was a child. His brothers were now afraid that he would exact payment, he'd exact payback, sorry, payback for selling him many years prior. But Joseph says, and this is Genesis chapter 50, he says, you meant it for evil against me. But God meant it for good in order to bring in order to bring about to this day to save many people or something like that, to save many people. In other words, he crushed it. And so can you.
Meaning you may be going through a change of events that has left you wondering if God is present or if he cares. But I want to reassure you that the answer is both to both questions is yes. It is a resounding yes. God is very present and he cares so very much about you. So act like you know it. You may not know why events are as you see them, but God has already promised that he is a very present help in the time of trouble. And so you, me, we, we must first take a moment to remember that, to remember. Take time to reflect on the many times that he has rescued Israel or begin to recount the times that you were in trouble or troubled in your past and somehow you have a story to think on because he has helped you. That's how you crush it. For me, whenever I am feeling lonely, because I do a lot of things and it's just me kind of running, you know, I'm driving alone, I'm coming in the house alone, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm reminded of Psalm 91 because that time, there was a time I called upon him and he did indeed answer. He really was with me in trouble and he really did deliver me and honor me in the process. It's my story, and it reminds me that he did it before, which means he will do it again. And so I respond with a heart to crush it. In those moments of being alone, I start offering a praise to God. And you have a story too, a story where you can say, he did it before, so he'll do it again. So I encourage you, start with remembering and then determine to make him your confidence because he is the only one who keeps your feet from being snared or caught. He is the one who promised to make crooked places straight in your life. He is the one who promised to go before you and who has given his angels charge over you. So don't dash, so that you don't dash your foot against a stone. So don't dash the hope, but crush it. And if you're truly God-fearing, those same angels who are encamped all around you to deliver you, they are the ones who will keep you. That's what Psalm 34 says. So respond to your events knowing this to be true. Crush it. Respond to all the things that are going on with words of certainty, with words that boast in the faithfulness of God, words of faith. I know, I know, Father, that you've already worked this out for my good because I love you and I'm called according to your purpose. I know, Lord God, I know that nothing can separate me from your love, not distress or persecution or tribulation or famine or nakedness or peril or sword. You said nothing shall separate me from your love. And so I know this, therefore I will crush it. Now, when I think about his care, recently I was reading Psalm 27. And when I got down to verse, I think it was like 10, it references those who likely love you the most. And so it reads, when my father and my mother forsake me, well, I wouldn't like to think personally that my parents would turn their back on me. I mean, personally, they've been good to me. I know they love me and I know they would do whatever they could to help me. 
But the reality is, for some of us, that's not the case. And in reality, my parents are getting older, and there will be a day when they leave this earth. And when that happens, I will be left. Or there will be and have been occasions when what I needed, they could not solve. In either case, the verse continues, then the Lord will take care of me. Listen, I don't know your story, but let me say this. Whether it is a parent, a spouse, a child, a job, whatever security you have known, if they leave, your father has already assumed responsibility for your care. <laughs> that ought to bless your heart right there, which means you are not alone in life, no matter how isolated, no matter how lonely, no matter how deserted or unsafe you may feel, or no matter how you feel or are. He may be invisible, but when you call on him, your God does answer. He is very near and he really does care. And so reject the whispers that lie about your well-being. You are absolutely okay because he is with you and he's taking care of you. Now, here's what you must recognize. Even if it's the absolute worst case scenario, like Joseph, you have to know that God is using it for your good. I don't know how, and I don't know in what way. But I know that a heart determined to trust him through the process is a life that will see his promises fulfilled in more ways than one. If he did it for Abram, who left his home to go to a place that God said he would show him. <laughs> if he did it for Moses, who led millions out of bondage, just trusting what God told him. If he did it for David, anointed as king, but then running through the wilderness, running for his life. If he did it for Joseph, who I'm sure wondered what his life would become. If he did it for all of these people and the countless others found through scripture, then he will absolutely do it for you. And of this, you must be confident. So crush it today, crush it tomorrow by pursuing your worship, pressing in to honor him by enduring this life as a good soldier, enduring, persevering with confidence by being faithful to him regardless, crush it for his glory and for his honor. Crush life today because you are confident that your God will never leave you, neither forsake you. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you so much for your promises. They are sure. They are yes and amen. And for every person listening to me today, I pray that you would encourage their heart and that you would cause each to be strong in you and to walk in the power of your might. I pray, Father, that whether it's sunshine or whether it's raining in their life, that all of us would lift our, our eyes to you, lift our hands in adoration of you, knowing that you are faithful who's 
promise that your word will not return to you void. And because you are a good shepherd, that you do lead with integrity, that you are faithful, whose promise, not a man that you would lie, but you watch over your word to perform it. And so I pray that each one of us would overcome in life, that we would overcome and crush every situation that is presented to us, that today we don't faint, but we are strong today, Lord, that we don't look to the left and to the right, but we are focused on you that today, Lord, that we don't faint, but we stand. And after we've done everything, we stand therefore with our whole armor on knowing father, that it's you who goes before us. It's you who is our rear guard. And it's you who promised that a thousand may fall at our side and 10,000 at our right hand, but it shall not come nigh our dwelling place. And so for this, Lord, we give you praise. We give you honor and we give you glory. Even if it's a sacrifice of praise, Lord, we lift up our eyes to you. Our joy is, uh, is, is complete in you. And we thank you, Father, for being the keeper of every life. We bless you. We honor you. And we thank you that whatever was meant for our, for evil, that you turn it around for good. You turn it around for your glory, even now in Jesus's name. And all of the believers can say, Amen. Well, God bless you today. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of the Woman Pray podcast. We'll be here again next week, and I hope that you'll join me even more. I hope that you will register at womanpray.com so that you can participate in our gathering where we seek the face of God together all day. With that said, let me also remind you that I am going to pray for us on Facebook Live every Sunday night at 10 p.m. In order to get a prayer request prayed for by me for you, I want to invite you to go to womanpray.com and let me know what your prayer request is. I know that our God, he's able to answer the prayers of the righteous because he sees us. And so I'm very encouraged and I hope that you are too. Let's pray together. Let's be in agreement together and let's have a testimony of the goodness of our God together. We'll see you next week.